The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Phil Hughes. And I'm Jen Doherty. We're the creators of The Workshop Presents. And you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. On Aaron's Horror Show, we're going to go ahead and read some horror fiction and talk about horror in all its forms, books, movies, you name it. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can go ahead and contact Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hi, welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. This week, I got something that I'm watching, so you should probably watch too. Oh, uh, you thought I was watching it so you don't have to? No, I'm actually watching it, and I'm going to recommend that you should too. And I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you should watch Fear the Walking Dead. That's right, the spin-off of The Walking Dead. This is not just The Walking Dead, this is Fear the Walking Dead. I know, it's kind of a silly title. Like, they had to get the Walking Dead in there, so they're just like, Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah, uh, okay. We'll, we'll go run with that. But it's actually really good. I mean, the big difference between Fear the Walking Dead and, and The Walking Dead is, you know, The Walking Dead kind of goes into these, like, these are what humans are doing in the post-apocalypse. We got Negan, he's a jerk, and, you know, it, it's less about zombies and more about, you know, people being mean to other people, and that's kind of The Walking Dead. Whereas Fear of the Walking Dead, it, it's really about zombies. I mean, it's it's a little bit more than just zombies, but it, 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 it's about how people survive the apocalypse, and it goes through a bunch of different iterations of of how people like look for ways to survive the apocalypse and that's kind of cool like like that's really what i like about it is it's it's more what the walking dead could have been i i I think is the best way to, to to say it like like what i really like about it is every season kind of takes a new way that one might survive the apocalypse and kind of 
looks at the different ways that, oh, that might be a good idea, that might be a bad idea. Like, you know, in one season they, they, uh, they, they have this dam and, you know, whoever controls the water, uh, you know, controls everything. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, this is, so The Walking Dead is kind of set in, in, in Georgia and then they eventually end up in Virginia and, and it's kind of in the east and, and, uh, you know, the fear of the walking dead is in the Southwest. So, you know, maybe I'm a little biased cause I'm from the Southwest, but yeah, the, it, it, you know, there's some of the season that is in Mexico and then there's another part that's kind of on the border and then another season where they're in Texas, but you know, it, it, it's the, you know, it's zombie apocalypse Southwest edition. Uh, you know, uh, but what, what I really like about Fear of the Walking Dead is they kind of go over the different ways, uh, you know, if you're hearing, uh, by the way, if you're hearing some weird hissing in the background, my cats are kind of fighting. Uh, my my cats are litter mates, they're sisters, and, and they really love each other, but we just moved this week, and so they're, they're having a little bit trouble, you know, adjusting. And that's usually when they fight is uh, <laughs> in the move. So, you know, yeah, if you hear, it's not zombies, it's actually kitties. Anyways, <laughs> uh, back to the the apocalypse. So anyways, what I was going to go ahead and tell you before I got sidetracked by my kitties uh, is that Fear of the Walking Dead kind of covers different scenarios uh of the apocalypse so you know uh back you know uh the one that i was talking about is that there's one season where they encounter a dam and they kind of go over the virtues of you know in the apocalypse you own a dam right so you kind of control the water like anyone downstream from you you kind of decide whether or not they get water or or you can trade in water as a commodity you know especially if you're you're thinking the southwest right like like there's a big giant whole heck of a lot of desert down there and and they're they're you know i uh so my brother used to live in houston texas and i lived in albuquerque and so when i would visit i would drive through pretty much the entire desert of uh that area you know like like you drive from uh albuquerque you go south and then you get to El Paso. not really el paso i i would go through carlsbad but you know blah 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 whatever you you really need to know the region uh so you know i i'd get on the highways there and and it's like desert until you get to like san antonio right so like you're in the desert for pretty much most of your drive so it's it's pretty desolate in that area and so water yeah huge commodity right you you know you own the water you pretty much own the people uh so they kind of cover that uh they they kind of cover this idea where they all decide to like live in a stadium and you know the the stadium can keep out uh the undead and you know in the middle where there was a baseball field or whatever was there they can grow crops you know so so they they think of that idea there's one season where they're in a hotel they they decide you know maybe we'll hang out in this hotel and, and they kind of i don't know it, it it's interesting that the, it's more about the survival of the zombies uh than it is necessarily about you know humans being awful to other humans you know so uh, you know the walking dead it's more about you know 
or at least it became about, you know, humans are pretty terrible to other humans. Whereas, you know, in, in Fear the Walking Dead, they they kind of, like the most current season, they're, they're dealing with a, uh, a hurricane. So, like, a hurricane came through and, you know, made uh, Sharknado uh, <laughs> zombies, uh, Zombie-nado, I guess. You know, zombies and a tornado flying through the air. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, they, they did that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there there is this kind of crazy character that's kind of mean to everyone in that season. But, uh, you know, they even kind of humanize that person. And, and it's really not about that. It's about how they deal with this big natural disaster and, and move on. So, you know, I, yeah, no, I, I... I I like I like it. I I really think you should take a look at it because it's it's more about the zombie apocalypse than you know the fear of the walking dead is more about the the you know what people do afterwards. Fear the or walk the walking dead is like here's what the world looks like afterwards where whereas a uh, like, like, here's all these weird, weird, screwed-up societies that we build, whereas Fear the Walking Dead is more about, like, let's survive, let's live the next day, man. Uh, and they also, like, Fear the Walking Dead, like, kills characters like you would not believe. Like, like The Walking Dead, you think they kill characters? Fear the Walking Dead has them trumped. Like, like, you know... I, so from what I hear, spoiler alert, uh, Rick Grimes, the the lead character in The Walking Dead, is not going to be with us after this uh, next season. So it's his last uh, season, and maybe the last season. Like I I don't know, but Fear the Walking Dead, uh, uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, they. Yeah, well, it's not clear what happens to her. You, she could still be alive, but but the character who you think is like the Rick Grimes equivalent, the the main character, will never die. She bites it, and <laughs> in this current season that I'm on, like like all the other ancillary characters. In fact, the original family that this uh, story is about, there there there's really only one person in that family left right now. And that's crazy to me that that you can start this series that seems to be about this, you know, one family and their journey through the apocalypse and and, and totally, like, <laughs> kill off every character except for one member of that family. So, so there's really only one member of the original family. And it's not the person you expect. That's that's the cool thing. So yeah, you know, I I I check it out. I I dig it. I I I'm I'm having fun with Fear of the Walking Dead. I I, I kind of like it. I you know, I I'm I'm gonna say this too. A lot of people will disagree, but I like Better Call Saul over Breaking Bad. Yeah, I said it right there. Yeah, Better Call Saul. If if you're gonna watch, you know, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, watch Better Call Saul. Uh, you know, you, you, well, you've got to see Breaking Bad to kind of understand Better Call Saul, but Better Call Saul, I don't know, I, I like Saul. I, you know, Walter White never really liked him. I, I felt for him. I totally understood why he did what he did, but I never really, like, 
liked the guy, you know what I mean, like, I was like, oh man, you're an a-hole, you know, <laughs> whereas Saul, he's a cool guy, you, you like him, you kind of like him throughout, and you still like him, even when he makes the wrong choices, you're like, yeah, man, I get it, man, so, you know, that's, that's the difference between Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is kind of like, Walter Wright, yeah, he's an a-hole, and I totally understand that he's an a-hole, whereas, like, you know, uh, better call Saul. Hey, I like Saul. He makes bad choices, but man, we like him anyways. So yeah, I guess that's the the difference. Reveals a lot about me, uh, as far as what I like watching. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy these recommendations. And guess what? I got two chapters of tuners for you. All right, two chapters coming up next. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Chapter 21 John didn't see what was so dangerous about Universe 89. From what little he had seen of other universes, it was just like any of the others. They were in a typical Midwestern city. The stores and fashion trends were a little different from John's, but it looked like any other shopping center. He felt like they could blend in as a normal group of teens on an average day at the mall. Keep on high alert, Patel said. John rolled his eyes. After being in the cultist homeworld, there really wasn't any other reason for him to be afraid of this universe. At least the people of this world didn't want to kill him like the cultists did. So, what are we looking for here? John said to DeAndre in a low whisper. The tech in this universe is advanced. They're sure to have exoskeletal suit that could help us move in heavy gravity and just talk normal. The best way to look suspicious is act like it, DeAndre said. Couldn't you get whatever exo-whatever suit from any other advanced universe? My universe was already developing suits to help paralyze people walk, make super soldiers, and so forth. Yeah, but they're all built and tested for your universe's conditions. A super suit in your universe might crumble in high gravity. Here in 89, they test for tech like in any other universe. So wait, you're, you're telling me that they know about other universes here? John got a little loud, and Patel glanced at him. John lowered his head. You think Hector would risk sending every tutor on a mission if all of them dying would result in everyone being stranded at HQ? Meathook said. Yeah, DeAndre said. The tuning tech had to be invented somewhere. HQ isn't just floating around in the void waiting to be discovered. It was built. By the people here, John said. Oh, no, no. Universe 1 invented the tech and built Tudor's HQ. Universe 89 is just a feeder universe. There are universities that have academies to look for that one in a billion that can tune. They send their best and their brightest. Hector sends most of them back, but every so often one person makes the cut. Ludi's universe trained him to be a tuner the moment he was discovered that he had the ability. It was an honor when he was chosen to join the team. 
So if Universe 89 is supplying candidates, then why high alert? Shouldn't they celebrate our arrival or something? Who knows, Meehook said. Just because we're tutors doesn't mean they tell us everything, bro. Let's just say they lost sight of the original mission. A voice yelled into John's ear. It was Hector's. I should bring in some noobs and have them drag you all back in and replace the lot of you. However, since you're already risking your lives for Abby, I might as well do my best to make sure you idiots don't die. It's good to hear you, Hector, DeAndre said. You want to give us some intel on this universe? First things first, you have to be cautious of... <laughs> Hector's voice cut out. The tuners all looked at their TF3s and fidgeted with their headphones. Patel swiped through and looked at several apps. She frowned and said, The signal's being jammed. I can't hear anything except the sound of other universes. John glanced at his screen. He pulled up the tuning app and queued a playlist. He flipped between the universes and there was nothing. The only thing that John could hear was a low static in the background. The hum in the background of the other universes was gone. As if aligned with their device malfunction, a loud buzzer sounded through the mall. People ran screaming towards the exit. Large blast doors descended from the ceiling, sealing off large sections of the main concourse. Run, Patel said, and they all ran for a blast door. A female voice blared over a loudspeaker. Foreign object found. Full quarantine in effect. Foreign object found. Full quarantine in effect. Patel, John, and DeAndre were the first ones safely on the other side of the doorway. Meathook lagged behind. He stumbled on the ground and fell flat on his face. John tried to run and DeAndre held him back. You'll never make it, but I can. DeAndre took off in a blur of motion. He slid to a halt and lifted Meehook to his feet. They hobbled towards the closing barrier. DeAndre's speed was reduced while carrying Meathook. The giant metal wall lowered and closed, and his companion's faces disappeared behind the door. Patel dragged John away. There's no time! Hurry! Chapter 22 John and Patel barely cleared the exit of the mall before another set of blast doors sealed it off from the rest of the world. The world outside was vastly different than the world that John knew. There were banners throughout the mall parking lot displaying 3D moving images of a great world government. However, it looked more like a dictatorship because there were parades of military might and people showered in the leader's affection. The technology was also much more advanced. The mall was surrounded by skyscrapers and lanes of flying cars, and they were all crisscrossing the skyline. The parking lot was less a parking lot and more a landing pad. People were running for their cars when the police vehicles landed. Patel and John were making their way through the chaos in the parking lot when they saw a police cruiser stun a panicked crowd with a wide area weapon. The people toppled to the ground, shaking and shuddering. Go back to the mall. If you comply, you will not be harmed. Go back to the mall. The police hovercars shouted over the loudspeakers. Patel grabbed John and headed towards the sidewalk area where people were beginning to line up. When no one was looking, she jumped into a hedge of bushes. John squeezed in beside her. The police landed and forced stragglers to step in line. 
One man refused to get out of his car. The police blew off the door. The man was dragged away. He was thrown into a prisoner transport along with the others who gave too much resistance. Patel and John unzipped their invisible backpacks. They dug in for the invisible cloak. Parts of their body disappeared as they suited up. What's happening, John said in a whisper to Patel as they got dressed. I don't know. The files on 89 have been redacted. We just know that there's some experimental tech that came from this universe. Like what kind of tech? Human enhancement gear for clandestine operation and some war equipment. Great, you're saying we came here to steal a power suit from a spy universe? Put that on before the police find us. John put on his hood and disappeared. An officer blared over the loudspeaker. Please assemble for processing. Citizens will not be harmed. Please assemble for processing. Citizens will not be harmed. John peeked from the bushes. The police resembled more a paramilitary than officers of the law. They were wearing black body armor and had black helmets. They lined people against the wall and locked the building down. They scanned the wrists and looked through their possessions of the people that they had captured. The people shuddered in terror when they knew that they were next. John saw a man with a hat from the soda machine that he gave the quarter to get dragged from the parking lot and dumped in front of an officer. Hey, the man cried. I didn't do anything, man. The paramilitary officer yanked the man's hand out and scanned his wrist. They frisked him and emptied his pockets. One of the soldiers picked up a quarter from the man's possessions. It wasn't just any quarter. It was the quarter that John had given him. The soldier who had found the object signaled the commanding officer. The officer dropped a lady that he was manhandling on the ground, and she wept. He walked over to the man who was being held on his knees in front of the troops. The other soldiers quit roughing up the crowd to watch. I didn't do anything, man, the guy said in tears. The officer looked in the quarter and said, If you didn't do anything, then why do you have a quarter with George Hamilton on the face? George who? The man said. The officer pulled out his gun and put it on the man's head. Don't play games with me. I swear, I've never heard that name in my life. Some kid gave me the quarter, I swear. I believe you, the officer said, but that still doesn't change the fact that you decided to keep the quarter. I, I, I was going to give it, uh, uh, you know, to the station. I was going to drive it down to the station. Why didn't you show it to mall security? The guard asked. Why didn't you call us and let us know you were coming? Why didn't you make it all the way to your car and not tell anyone? Let me tell you an alternate theory. You knew that alternate universe artifacts sell on the black market. You knew that a George Hamilton would make you a little something on the side. I have four kids, man. The government vouchers don't pay for it. The officer pulled the trigger. The side of the guy's head blew off in a bloody mess. It sprayed over a woman in a sundress who whimpered in fear. The man fell to the ground. The officer turned towards him. Have the conviction noted in his record and revoke his family's vouchers. The rest of you find those tuners. They can't be far. Yes, sir. The paramilitary police jumped into action. John scrambled back to his spot. 
His head swam and he felt dizzy. He felt Patel's hand on his back. If you need to puke now, do it. Once we are in the open, you will not get another chance. Alright, that was some tuners for you. If this is your first time on RPA Network, guess what? We got tons of podcasts for you. We have some real ghost stories on Mondays with Aaron Hunter. And then we have me, of course, on Tuesdays. And then on Wednesdays, we got Terry, who talks about all sorts of cool things. Uh, cryptids, ghosts, you name it. And then we also have Patrick Sean Jones. And he comes out uh, every so often. You, you'll, you'll hear him in the feed, uh, usually Thursdays. And guess what? I was on his show. Yeah, me. Yeah, you, you could hear... My uh, my stuff, it, it's the Sandman's Lullaby, and it, it, it's about dreams and whatnot. So, yeah, come uh, listen to me. And, and, yeah, check out the show. All right. Well, have a good night. And also remember that in the zombie apocalypse, all you need is a baseball bat.